everyone, welcome to UEA's Nursing Podcast. This is one of our Meet the Lecturer episodes and it's time to turn the tables on Joe. So I will be interviewing Joe, who you may have seen on some of the other episodes. Uh, my name is Rachel Lewis and I'm one of the adult nursing lecturers. Um, and if Joe, you can just start by telling us a bit about yourself. Yeah, hello. Um, so I'm Joe, and I am one of the lecturers on the Children and Young People's Nursing Programme. Um, and usually sat on the other side of the desk asking people questions. <laughs> um, so you're a lecturer here. Do you have any other additional roles here at UEA? So I am the lead for module organiser for Nursing Practice and Simulation 3. So the final year skills and simulation on the BSc programme. So that's mental health, adult and children and young people's nursing. And the option module for urgent and emergency care. So again, a third year uh, module. Right. Um, and tell us a bit about how you started in nursing. What kind of led you into that as a career? So I didn't really ever want to be a nurse. <laughs> so it wasn't a long-term thing. Um, I, I started out after finishing A-levels and stuff with a view to be a primary school teacher. Started on a primary school teaching degree and realised it was not for me. So left um, in my first year um, and then just went off into the real world and got a job for a couple of years doing various things, ended up working um, with children doing like nursery nursing work, like the only bloke in Norfolk <laughs> doing nursery nursing, and then felt like I needed to do something else and basically stumbled into nursing with no pre-planning, no real understanding of what I've got myself into and came and studied at UEA. Great. And you, did you choose child field because you'd sort of worked with children? Yeah, it was definitely always going to be child. Like when I started looking through, like when I literally started looking for a prospectus, I didn't even know nursing was field, so like I didn't even know any of it. Um, but once I read about children's nursing, I thought, oh yeah, that's the one for me. Like I'd spent a few years before working with children and that's where I'd rather be. Okay, great. Um, and so you studied here at UEA and then tell us a bit about your nursing career. So where did you get your first job? Well, so qualified as a children's nurse and then immediately went to work in a mixed primarily adult A&E department <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense um I really enjoyed A&E placements did two A&E placements in my final year um just by the weirdly how it fell um and thought that's where I want to work so I didn't do ward nursing um, or anything like that I went straight into an adult A&E department well it was a shared A&E department so I spent probably I don't know initially sort of 70 or 80 percent of my time looking after adults and then the rest of the time looking after children because there were far fewer of them coming through um stayed there for quite a few years i think i was in, in that department at that point for maybe six years um moved from being a staff nurse to a deputy charge nurse um but i kind of went sideways at the same time so i I haven't got a great attention span. <laughs> so I went from being full-time A&E to part-time A&E and part-time clinical trials um, and research. Okay. So I moved across and did some research work with paediatrics. Um, and then when I became a deputy charge nurse in ED, I then came back full-time to do that. Um, and that was still in a mixed department because the departments weren't separated at that point. So it was caring for adults and for children, running the whole department, not just the children's section. Um, on a shift by shift basis which was good fun um, and became an um, emergency nurse practitioner seeing children and adults with minor injuries um, which was great so that was an additional bit of studying to do and then um, doing that so a shift by shift I would be doing children's nursing one day adult nursing the next being in charge the next being a nurse practitioner on a different one so it was nice and varied 
um, and had a bit of scope to sort of see what happened. But then, um, then I went off at a bit of a tangent and <laughs> interesting job came up. Someone I went knew sort of said, oh, you should have a look at that. That'd be interesting. And I left ED um, to go and be a specialist nurse in organ donation. Okay. So that was caring for people at the end of their life and talking with their families and their relatives about their wishes and whether they wanted to become organ donors. And if they did, seeing that whole process through. So that would be everything from meeting a person um, and their family, or primarily at the decision when they were going to have treatment withdrawn, right through to the follow-up with the recipients um, of who received the organs to feed back to that family to mm. let them know how that all went, which was really interesting, um, but also the most exhausting job in the world because mm. you'd do 24 hours on calls and you'd be out for days on end, <laughs> it felt like. Um, I'm sure quite tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's rewarding, though. Like, it, it's the most interesting job I think I've ever done, as in, like, challenging cause, because everybody's families are reacting in different ways and they have different levels of understanding and in general the general public do not understand how organ donation works mm -hmm. so you've kind of got to educate them along the way um so really rewarding when it goes well um but yeah challenging kind of i guess from a emotionally kind of point of view yeah um and challenging from a we used to cover the whole of the east of england so you would sometimes be in bed at three o'clock in the morning and then before you know it you're in a car driving to kettering <laughs> to go and see a family so that was a bit exhausting yeah um yeah so that was where i went next i was doing that um did that for a couple of years then moved into a community job doing um safeguarding physical assessments on children and young people which was a nhs pilot that we just ran for a year so that was a really interesting job to gain experience on physical examinations and on um safeguarding in general mm -hmm. Um, and then I went off at a real tangent because that pilot kind of came to an end. I didn't really quite know where I wanted to go next and had a uh, had three children at that point. So my youngest was only really, really little and I needed something that would fit around having him. So I then went and um, set up a business and started teaching um, paediatric first aid um, anywhere and everywhere. So okay. to the general public, to parents a lot of the time in schools to children and to people who needed qualifications and I did that alongside working on the nurse bank as well so I had loads of flexibility um for a little while mm -hmm. um then found myself stumbled back into um, another clinical trials job working with people with cystic fibrosis did that for a, another year of setting up clinical trials and trying out um some new drugs there which was really interesting alongside having the business mm -hmm. um so that's like, <laughs> I don't know how many jobs we've got to now. We've had a lot of jobs. Did that. And then suddenly an interesting job appeared. And it was to manage the children's emergency department. Okay, so this is different from the mixed one. Yeah, the department had that. separated off since I'd gone. Mm -hmm. They were then running independently. Um, and they'd kind of had a mixed people sort of managing, but they'd never clearly defined had a role of a manager for like a ward manager, okay. department manager. That job came up which meant I could do that alongside going and refreshing and doing some more um, nurse practitioner work whilst I was there. Yep. So I went back and applied for that job and got that. So I then became the manager of the children's emergency department, settled into that, and then COVID hit. <laughs> so COVID hit, and I then sort of acquired um, another department to run during COVID, um, which was fine. It was... Um, children's. Children's department, yeah. So because we had to do a whole 
rejig of how mm. the hospital worked. So it kind of fitted in. So it was a busy year um, that was interesting and rewarding, but pretty hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to the end of that year and there was this another job that I've advertised <laughs> <laughs> that was a secondment to come and work at the university. So it was a year's post um, and my current job at the hospital said, yeah, you can go for a year and we'll hold your job for you. So I came across, um, but my year's secondment became a permanent post and I've never gone back. Wow. And that's me here. I think your career history really highlights like the variety that nursing has to offer, that you've done so much and you've worked with adults, children in safeguarding. Yeah. In so much. Research, yeah. It's, and, and it shows you that, you, you know, some people think children's nursing itself is quite restrictive, you know, you kind of work on a ward. It's not. You've you can, never even worked on a ward. I've never worked on a ward. Yeah. It's not my thing. So you yeah. don't need to. Um, you can go and do anything. And you can work across fields. So you yeah. can do jobs that aren't specific children and young people's or adults, depending on what your registration is. Yeah. And you can have it fit in with family life. You can change. Yeah. So it sounds like I flit about because I flit about. And sometimes it's like, oh, that sounds interesting. I could do that. But a lot of it was fitting around children's lives. Life, so yeah. as children start school, you suddenly need slightly different working arrangements. I was the one that always had the flexibility. So a lot of my job changes actually were prompted by a circumstance family. as well. And yeah. it shows you how flexible that can be. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's not detrimental in nursing to change after a year. It no. can strengthen your CV. It's not like other industries where... And it, yeah, and it really set me up for coming to teach because I've then got a You've got wealth so much experience. experience. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So what made you go from a secondment here to stay here permanently at UEA? I think I just really, really enjoyed the variety of it. You'd think A&E would be the most variety kind of filled job. Like you just, every day is different. Mm-hmm. And it is, but once you've done A&E for many, many years and once you had the two sort of slots of time together, I've been there quite a long time especially when you're managing, it's not as varied as you might think. Whereas here, it is I actually, you know, every day is slightly different. You might, I might teach the same sessions on more than one occasion, but I can have Monday teaching skills all day, Tuesdays doing some seminars, Wednesdays marking, Thursdays planning something else or being involved in student well-being stuff or whatever it might be. So it's really, really varied. And I just... It takes an awfully long time to find your feet and settle into this job, I think. So once I'd done a year, I just about knew how it worked. And I didn't really want to go at that point. I was happy to to keep on. Um, and probably for the first time in my career, I'm, you know, I don't feel the need to go and do something else because this job is so varied. Yeah, and you're quite settled. So how long have you been here now? I've been here about two and a half years. So we'll try and keep you here for the longest you've... Uh, see if you can do it, yeah. <laughs> that first A&E job I was in for definitely over six and a bit years. Okay, that's the but student's a, challenge, keep you here. Yeah, see if you can do that. <laughs> see if you can come back and when I've been here six years. <laughs> um, so you've told us kind of what you like about working here at UEA and with the students. What would your top tips be for the students coming in? I think it would probably be... I think there are probably two things. One... And this is something I'm not good at myself, so I know it's an important thing to do, is keep on top of stuff and don't put off doing things. So if you've got an assignment that's due in two months' time, the reason it's due in two months' time is not to leave it till the day before, it's actually get started on it and work on it over a period of time so you're never stressing and never too rushed and you can do the best you can. But actually my biggest top tip is make the most of the lecturers that you've got. Um, Whether that's asking questions after a session to someone who's got a real expert knowledge about a certain area, if you're interested in it, 
chatting in your seminars with lecturers, but also making use of your advisor. Um, so they can be really, really supportive, but only if you come and ask for help um, and meet the marker meetings. If you have a, an essay marked and you want some feedback, you know, even even if you've got a good grade, find out how to get an even better grade. Mm -hmm. You can contact your marker and come and ask for it. Um, and the students that really engage with us are the ones that tend to do really well. Yeah, definitely. Some excellent advice that hopefully students will find useful. Um, thank you very much for talking with me, Joe. Thank you for interviewing me. It's all right. Um, so hopefully uh, those of you that have listened have enjoyed me speaking to Joe and enjoyed hearing all about his career. Um, this is one of a few of the Meet the Lecturer podcasts, so please do um, have a look at the other ones as well, um, and hopefully you'll get to find out a little bit more about some of us. Um, and also, if you've enjoyed it, please do like, subscribe and share the video. Thank you very much. Thank you.